Free agency is finally here. Now all the moves are starting to be, are going to be made. Now here's the thing. We're going to start to see big movements here. We've seen some movements. The Steelers have made some minor signings. We'll talk about who those were. But there was also a big trade that's going to impact the AFC North and the potential of another trade. But all of that, all of the things that are building right now are still building to the formula that I've been talking about of how they need to approach this free agency. Yes, there's people that are talking about tra trading for Deshaun Watson. Yes, they're talking about trying to sign all the offensive linemen that are available. I think there's a really good formula that the Steelers have that is available to them and would be both cap-friendly and allow them to kind of still focus on what they need to do in the NFL draft. Joining me to talk about that today will be Brooke Pryor of ESPN. We're breaking down what the Steelers' needs are, how they should handle free agency, and then we're going to have some mock draft fun on Mock Draft Monday. She's going to give me her mock draft, and then finally we're going to give our Mock Draft Monday winner that was submitted over the weekend by you, our listeners, here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're enjoying this video, hit the like button on the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our daily content, Monday through Friday, for free. If you want to support the show even further, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you'll get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And with, as you're getting ready to play some March Madness, BetOnline is where the game starts. Joining me, as I said earlier, is Brooke Pryor of ESPN. Brooke, welcome back to the show. How you been? You know, I'm fine. I'm just hanging out here waiting for the Steelers to do something in free agency, which every year I feel like I'm that meme of, like, the stick guy, like, Poking Kevin Colbert, being like, "Come on, Ooh, do stuff. something," because you, like, you get FOMO. You see all these big signings. You're like, "Why isn't the team I covering do this?" And then you remember, like, that's just not the Steelers' mo. So you just kind of have to ride the FOMO wave every year. That 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 is certainly now the Steelers did make some moves, and, and, and Brooke, you're right along with most Steelers fans. Almost every day on Twitter, people are like, "Come on, Steelers, do something!" And then they signed. Arthur Mollett to a two-year deal and Miles Killable to a two-year deal. Not the moves that everyone was thinking. Now, I think these are solid moves because these were veterans. They liked how they fought. They liked how they contributed to the team. Miles Killebrew can be a depth safety and a special team ace. Uh, you know, he he had he he blocked two punts this past season. Big for him. And they like guys like that who stick to it. And then Arthur Mollett, a guy who helped on special teams, but also was a slot cornerback veteran option in case everything goes wrong. I have no problem with those because those aren't going to be expensive, but everyone's waiting for the big moves. And there was a big move made over the weekend, and that was the Cleveland Browns going and getting Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys for essentially a fifth-round pick. They swatched sixth-round picks, and everyone was sitting there saying, what the heck are the Cowboys thinking? Brooke, as an ESPN, as an ESPN reporter and a person who talks to all the different people around that around that network, what is the vibe from what the Browns move here is? Is this a blockbuster? Oh my gosh! Or is this a hey? Wait a second! What's that cap number type type of situation? I mean, the way I look at it is like if I went out and bought a pair of Louboutin heels on sale 
for $10, but they were a size seven and a half. I wear a size 11, so I can't use them. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Browns going out and getting Amari Cooper. Like, cool, you've got Amari Cooper. Who's going to throw to him? And like, and like, I will admit, <laughs> I can be a Baker Mayfield apologist. I covered him in college. I thought that he was going to have a better pro career than what's panned out. And yes, there were the injuries, but we saw what happened when they brought in OBJ and that did not lead to instant success. You know, I saw the jokes on Twitter about like, well, how quickly can Amari Cooper's dad cut up, you know, plays of Baker not throwing to him and things like that. I just, I look at this and like, yes, it's great that they could get him from a fifth round pick, but the cap number is absurd. Yeah. And so you're going to spend all this money to have somebody that like, you, I don't know if I'm a receiver, I don't want to be in the Browns offense. It's all about the ground game. Yeah. You're just kind of there as window dressing and teams are not going to be concerned with you because odds are Baker Mayfield is not going to consistently get it to Amari Cooper. You know, it's yes, it's cool, but this kind of felt like, I don't know any other team. I would be way more excited about it. Mm-hmm. I do think that it put the rest of the AFC North on notice. Hey, you guys better get your quarterback situations figured out. Uh, specifically the Steelers, because yes, they did re-sign Arthur Mallette. They have Cam Sutton, but they still got Akella Witherspoon or Joe Hayden. Maybe both of them leaving. Um, it kind of seems like Joe Hayden has that timer uh, waiting for a free agency to hit uh, this coming week on Wednesday. But um, yeah, I it was exciting because yes, it, if it works out, great. But right now, it just kind of feels like they're spending money on something that they don't have a need for at this point or th- and that they can't fully use. And that's what the Steelers don't want to do, right? Like a lot of people want the Steelers just to make a move. The Steelers are, are, are a patient organization. And sometimes that patience hurts them. Like, you know, sometimes Kevin Colbert even said, I wish I would have gotten another offensive lineman last year with the money that we had. They waited it out and it, and it hurt them. But on the more, on the most, on most situations, when you look back on the years that the Steelers did or didn't make moves, you can say, man, you know, I'm glad they didn't go after this super, super expensive free agent because he he did like OK for that team. But he wasn't the superstar that they paid him to be. And now his contract is hurting them for the next four or five years. That's what the Steelers are going to try to, I think, avoid here. But they also have to be strategic with what areas they want to address and what areas do they think they can get done in the draft and maybe say, hey, let's not let's not double up on us on a situation. We have a lot of needs everywhere. You need interior offensive line, offensive tackle, cornerback, linebacker, interior defensive line for depth or starter if it isn't healthy for the year. You still have a strong safety question if Terrell Edmonds doesn't come back and really get two cornerback needs. All those needs that you have across, across your roster right now if if you if you if you sign the, the a, a certain guy in free agency to big money like say uh you know say you go get Ryan Jenkins and then Tyler Linden Linderbaum or you know you or you really like Zion Johnson it falls down to you then you're sitting there saying like dang it we you know, we didn't need to spend this big money cuz it's going to take big money on Ryan Jenkins so i'm curious Brooke, what's your take on how the steelers should approach you know who they should be targeting or what area they should be targeting based off of what you've seen on the ground that they're looking at in the draft and how they feel about this draft class. Yeah, I, I think that the Steelers are an incredibly disciplined organization when it comes to free agency. I mean, all you need to know is the biggest deal they've given anyone in free agency is Steve Nelson. And Jeez. that right, and that was fine, but 
he didn't even make it to the end of his contract. So in some ways, that's reinforcing to the Steelers, hey, it's okay if you guys aren't going out there and spending a ton of money. I do think that they probably push past that number in this free agency because they do actually have money to spend for once. This is not something that they're used to to having, but I still don't think that they're going to go out there and be the most overly, overly aggressive team. That's just not how they're wired. Um, I do think that they're going to make a quarterback a priority in free agency, but obviously they didn't get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers um, or even Carson Wentz. I never thought they were going to, you know, because when you when you sit here and you run down the list of all these needs, they're not a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. No. That's that's not that's not realistic. And so I think the Steelers know that, and their discipline knows that. So they're not going to go out and spend big money on a quarterback because who will they have to protect him? You know, who, right. who will they have on the other side to play defense? You know, it, that, that never made sense to me, but I do think that you're going to see them go after a mid-level vet, someone to come in and compete with Mason Rudolph um, mm-hmm. for that starting job or, you know, compete with Mason Rudolph. And then they can also, I know you said you don't want to double up on guys, but if you get somebody in free agency, then that gives you a little bit of flexibility to wait on a quarterback in the draft because this is, as we've talked about, not the most highly rated quarterback class. Right. So now if you can sign at least a guy that you know is going to be a solid backup with the potential to start in free agency, then maybe you use a second or third round pick on a quarterback where you have some flexibility there and you're not pressing, you know, to get a best available, like, you know, some type of lineman in the first. Um, so I think that, We'll see them go after a Jacoby Brissett, a Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota. Even Mariota may be too expensive. I think that his market is going to come up just because this class, not only draft class, but free agency class is just, I mean, it's pretty barren. It's when Mitch Trubisky is the guy that everyone's getting excited about. Like you that's, that's a problem. <laughs> um, it is. It is. And, and you say that as a North Carolina person. That is why I can say that because I watched him not win the starting quarterback job to Queese Williams. Like, and Queese was a great quarterback, but if you can't unseat Queese Williams, there should not be a fight over you in free agency. Like, there just there just shouldn't. Um, so yeah, that's I I could go on about that all day, and I have before. I will spare everyone that lecture, um, because I don't think anyone listening to like. You know what? I was really thinking about Miski, but now that I know he couldn't win the starting job at Carolina, <laughs> now now I've changed my mind. Um, quarterback aside, we're going to put that in a box. I think that, you know, when I was going through my mock that well, I know we're going to go over later, I, I did, spoiler alert, I did take a center in the first round. That makes me think that you should go after a guard. I think you, and this is where I wish that free agency happened after the draft, or at least for an organization like the same thing just a couple of weeks ago on this very show really it concerns me that kaboli and i have the same thought process but (laughs) in this in this he's right especially for a steelers organization that values the draft so much more than free agency i wish that you could draft your own guys and then plug in the holes that you missed in free agency you know to me that order just makes so much more sense um so I I would definitely look at a guard, I think even a tackle, because I don't know that they should re-sign Chooks or Korfor. He was fine, but he was, I think that they can do better. And if you have money to spend, spend it on a tackle. Or maybe you bring him back and you spend on a left tackle, although I do think that Dan Moore is kind of 
ha- should have that spot solidified. So maybe come in and spend the money on a right tackle. Um, if you can get another inside linebacker, you know, one of the, I don't think that the Steelers are going to be able to afford Bobby Wagner, but if, because there's going to be a bidding war. And again, as we've talked about, the Steelers are not aggressive, but if you can find a guy that's not quite top tier, like Bobby Wagner, but maybe like second or third to pair with Devin Bush. Yes, exactly. To me, that's a priority. Same thing with defensive line. Um, and then cornerback, as we've talked about, I know I've, I, you've seen the list. I've seen the list of, of the cornerbacks that the Steelers have drafted. It's not a great list to be a part of. Justin Lane is their most recent yeah. uh, pick. And that, I mean, he's not a free agent right now, but he will be coming up and I, he hasn't done anything of note. Mm. So it's, it is kind of crazy when you think about the Steelers, a team that went to the playoffs, and I feel like we've talked about just about every position where they should approach, where, where what they should target in free agency, except running back and wide receiver and tight end. And even then, you could make an argument for a running back. You can make an argument for, for wide receiver, especially if it means you back the Steelers have expressed interest in bringing him back. I don't know that it's mutual um, just because I think Juju is going to have a pretty good market. It's not what it could be because of the injury, but mm. I think that he's going to draw some more interest just like he did the last time he hit free agency a year ago. But right. um, the Steelers have, like you said, a lot of holes to fill. And this is again, where you wish that, that it was, or if you're them, you wish it was the draft first because you don't want to spend all this money not knowing what you can get in the draft at a bargain. Exactly. And I think one thing that I look at this draft class, and we'll take a, we'll we'll talk about Brooks mock draft and get more into this there, but I I see cornerback is an interesting position with the top picks, but the reason the Steelers never get the the top cornerback is because they're never picking in the top, you know, in that, in that area. And uh, there's some mocks I've seen where Andrew Booth Jr. falls down to them, but I just don't see that as a highly, as, as a likely thing. And the Steelers having their other needs and needs for guys who are going to be along the while. That's why I, I think the Steelers, they can let all the guys, all, all the teams swoop in and want to make the big pays that they want to, but they should try to make a concerted effort to get one of those top cornerbacks. And, and that's where I think they should be aggressive and, and where you might see them be aggressive, you know, in, at the end of the first week here, you know, JC Jackson might be too much, but what, what is Stefan? Gilmore doing how much can you get him for Carlton Davis is a guy that I think is very interesting he could he can float around there now I'm, there's no way they're bringing Steven Nelson back so you, y'all can get that out of your minds but um you start looking I don't at, know that that's ever in anyone's mind but. right yeah that's, <laughs> another, that, that, that's another thing on top of everything else but like Charvarius Ward would be in would, would be a, a guy they could bring um and of course bringing back Akella Witherspoon so it helps helps plug up plug a lot of areas there um I'm just I'm glad people are stopping the go get Patrick Peterson train because that's I've heard that for the last 10 years of my life and finally he's a free agent and everyone's like okay he's not all that anymore so that's not even a conversation if I had a dollar for the number of times I have had to turn on Twitter notifications for Patrick Peterson between both the Steelers and the Chiefs like everybody wants Pat Pete and that's great but guys there are actually other players who play cornerback besides (laughs) Patrick Peterson um, but I'm with you. I, I think that JC Jackson is going to be too expensive. And we actually just did a mock free agency simulation uh, at ESPN. We had the top, I think we did six free agents. 
Um, and you could put a bid in on two guys. You had to make like the terms, uh, you know, the, the salary, the years, and then like your pitch and then any incentives. The Steelers contracts are usually pretty straightforward. So yep. I, I, I forget what exactly I offered each guy in, in the years and the money and the guarantees. But I put bids in on both J.C. Jackson and Teron Armstead, which mm. fits two of the biggest needs that I mentioned, right tackle and corner. And I was outbid on both of them. So that felt very symbolic for what I think will actually happen. That Yeah, the Steelers, I think, should express interest in both of those guys. But unless they say, you know what, this money over here at this team looks great, but I want to play for Mike Tomlin. I don't think that you're getting them or, or I want to come play for Brian Flores. I don't think you're going to get those guys. It would be nice to, to make a splash signing like that. JC Jackson would be a huge upgrade, especially when you're losing a guy like Joe Hayden, but I, I don't see it happening again. Unfortunately, I would love nothing more than a splash. This week is a lot of just like check your Twitter and wait. So I would love some excitement, but I I just don't know that we're going to see it. We got to take it to a break. When we come back, I want to get Brooks uh, mock draft Monday. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the time of the year where people start to give up on all their New Year's resolutions. But hey, not you. You're not going to do it because you're sticking to Built Bar. Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like candy bars. And they're things that can be healthy for you and you actually enjoy eating them. If you've tried the new Puffs flavors, you know all about the new Built Bars that are out there. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're a tasty treat. They're covered in 100%, 100% real chocolate. They come in different flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All those flavors are so good and ready for you at Built.com. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're high in protein but low in calories. You can replace the average candy bar because a Built Bar has 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and only 17 grams of protein, whereas the average candy bar has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs there's so many flavors to choose from whether it's coconut almond double chocolate peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie all those flavors available when you go to built.com and there's new flavors coming out every month so go to built.com and use that promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d one five locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order of built bars at built.com Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brooke Pryor from ESPN, and she's our Steelers reporter. Now, Brooke, um, I, I'm with you on, on that the, they're probably not going to be able to afford J.C. Jackson. I do think that they should make some aggressive push at the cornerback position. They need a CB1 who is a who is a, a tough guy to face, especially when, even though Amari Cooper probably ain't going to get them passes from uh, – from Baker Mayfield. Also, the Browns, it's been noted that the Browns are uh, are open to trading Jarvis Landry, so expect him to be on the move as well. So Amari Cooper is probably going to need some help at the receiver position on top of having Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. But we, everyone's still looking at Jamar Chase. The Bengals are the current AFC champions and AFC North champions, so you need to have a cornerback that's able to challenge him, make things tough on the outside, and again, make the, uh, you know, make, make your defense have a chance of being elite again. But in doing that, you're not going to get that get that guy in the draft. That's why I, I that's why I'm I'm insistent on them doing this in free agency. But Brooke, I wanted to look at your mock draft because you did one for us, and when uh, when you brought your yours up, I thought you made some interesting moves here where you addressed several needs 
but especially in the first three rounds that are going to be people, people are going to be talking about now, Tyler Linden Linderbaum, he's become what was, it's really funny a month ago, everyone was hammering the Tyler Linderbaum bell. They were like, this guy, this is it. This is everything. He's the center. You need a center, go get him. But now things have cooled off a bit. People are starting to double think like, wait a second. What about this corner? What about this guard? What about this tackle? And, you stuck with Linderbaum for your first pick. What's your thought in, in, in if he's coming to the Steelers, what happens with Kendrick Green and how much does he change things? I mean, I I really hate this time of year because everybody like galaxy brains themselves out of the best pick or the best fit. Because like you said, a month ago, everybody's like, gosh, Tyler Linderbaum's the guy. And then they're like, wait, you, you talk yourself out of it. Go with your gut. Mm-hmm. I look at this, that's what I did because I think that Kendrick Green is a better fit at guard than he is at center. I still think he's a good offensive lineman, but to me, he just didn't have the discipline. He was overly physical. The snaps weren't always consistent. Bring in a true, pure center. Kendrick Green can still be a part of the plan going forward in the future. Just bump him over to guard. And I think that Ben Roethlisberger is not the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore, but him going on the radio toward the end of the season and saying, I think that Kendrick Green should move to guard, to me, is a huge push or should be a push for the Steelers in that direction. Especially, I don't think that they're going to end up bringing back Trey Turner. So there's a spot that's open there for him. So yes, bring in a pure center. um, And again, that could also lead to the Steelers looking for a guard in free agency. Um, So that's why I started out, I was like, I, I know that I need to address an interior offensive liner. That's what I want to address in the Mm -hmm. first round. And to me, the Steelers have last year tried to go with that combo center guard situation with Kendrick Green. No, just bring in a guy. This is his spot. He will be your center going forward. That's an interesting spot there. Now at linebacker, we've all talked about how they need to find someone to pair with Devin Bush, uh, either either at least temporarily or for the long run and be that guy. Now, Christian Harris was a guy, I think, at the start of the draft process, before the combine and everything, everyone looked at like, okay, you know, he's he's Alabama, he's physical. But then he went to the combine and ran like the fastest 40-yard dash of all the linebackers. And people say, whoa, this guy's athletic and he's strong? What? I look at Christian Harris as that's a second round get for the Steelers. I, for a while, I was on the, hey, go get Devin Lloyd. Go get the top linebacker of the class if he's sitting there at 20. But if you can get a guy like Christian Harris or Chad Moomer or one of those guys that I think are worthy of that second round pick at linebacker, you could find a potential, you know, day one starter or, you know, at least soon to be starter at the linebacker position and give yourself a good athlete who also helps you against the run, which we, we know they need because Devin Bush, he's not the guy that's going to shed tackles. He's going sideline to sideline. He's got the speed, but you need someone who's going to be physical, engage offensive linemen, shed them and get to the ball carrier. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I mean, that's what I was saying about also linebacker being a spot that you look at in free agency. If there's a fit, you explore because you need to pair someone with Devin Bush. Um, I also think that having Brian Flores there as a linebackers coach um, can help whoever they can bring in. And also the Steelers love Alabama guys. I mean, they have obviously Najee Harris, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, They did have JC Hassenauer. They had what Isaiah Bugs. Did he Mm. play at Alabama? Yeah. They love pedigree and name brand guys. They also love strong guys. They love versatile guys. That's Christian Harris to a T. 
And I, the way that I look at mock drafts is when it comes up to my selection, that's when I look at the board and, and who they have valued higher. I forget what Christian Harris was, but he was definitely ranked in the 40s. And if I can get him at 52, I'm feeling pretty good about that value. And so to me, that's what made him not only the best available, but the best fit for the Steelers at that spot of, of at a position of need. Now, Bailey Zappi is your quarterback of choice in the third round. A lot of people are like, what about Kenny Pickett? What about Malik Willis? But like you said, there's a lot of needs this this roster has. So getting a guy who might might not be need the first or the second round pick, but allows you to spend those two picks on positions of need while also still bringing a young arm into camp does seem like a logical move here. What do you think of Bailey Zappi? What attracts, what attracts him as far as a guy that the Steelers could pick him up? Well, one of the things that Kevin Colbert said that really like will detract him from a guy is if he's not accurate. And I was looking at it, uh, Bailey Zap. I don't know if it's Zap or Zappy. I, I, I believe it's Zappy. Zappy. I like that. Uh, I was looking at his numbers. He had 69% completion, completion percentage of 69%. And then he threw 62 touchdowns, Jeez. 11 interceptions. I mean, his numbers, almost 6,000 passing yards. I, he's not the most mobile guy. Like, he's he is not a Lamar Jackson or a Baker Mayfield. He's much more of a pocket passer, but I still think that he has more mobility than what you had, which is, again, that doesn't say much, but I think that the Steelers would still be comfortable with that level of mobility just because it's, you know, is it great? No. Is it serviceable? Yes. You're not going to have a lot of design quarterback runs around this guy. And I don't think that they need to, Um, but yeah, I, I think also the mock that I did, Malik Willis might have gone like number two to the Lions. He was off the board super Whoa, early. Number two? Yeah, right? I know. I The computer, I don't know. It, <laughs> it was doing some things. Uh, it's not where I would have put him. But, I mean, I wrote a story this week on ESPN that said, if I'm the Steelers, I'm passing on a quarterback in the first round unless you can get Malik Willis because he is – He's the total package. He's still kind of a diamond in the rough situation. But beyond that, I, that first round pick is too valuable to use on a maybe this will work out guy. And he, to me, even Kenny Pickett is a cross your fingers and see everyone else's feels like a project. Um, and that's what you use your second or third round pick on. In this case, I thought that Zappy in the third round was a good value. You bring him in. If it works out, great. Uh, if it doesn't, maybe he becomes your next backup quarterback. If the Steelers move on from Mason Rudolph after this season, they want to bring four arms into camp. They have two right now in Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. You sign Jacoby Brissett in free agency. You draft Zappy, and you're set. Um, that doesn't leave any room for Josh Dobbs, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I still think that you want the flexibility of trying a rookie that you're not losing. Um, that, that you're still able to draft positions of need before him and you still have some flexibility to work with after. Absolutely. Now we got to go through, we got to get to our next segment to talk about our mock draft Monday winner, but I wanted to go over your final three 
quick uh, picks quickly. There we go, Chris. Say the, say the right things. Uh, you went with Yusuf Corker, safety out of Kentucky in the fourth round. Then your seventh round picks were Kennedy Brooks, run, running back of Oklahoma, and Ju- D- Julius Turner, defensive tackle out of Rutgers. Yusuf Corker is interesting to me because he's a physical safety. He's a run stuffer. The only thing he did at the combine was the bench press. He did 23 reps, uh, which actually was was pretty good for uh, uh, for, for a guy um, you know do, doing that. But um, and if, in fact, I think he actually had the most of all the safeties, which is why he did it, because he knew that that was his strength. But he comes off like a run stuffer, not a playmaker at safety, which kind of screams a little bit strong safety, which the Steelers need. And I guess my ask what I want to ask you from that is, Brooke, do you think that Terrell Edmonds goes somewhere else at the end of this year? Or do you think that the Steelers get him back and are just saying, hey, we're going to we're just looking to fill out the backup safety positions? It's tough to say. I generally think that if they don't pick up a guy's fifth year option he's probably gone mm-hmm. um at the very least they let him go to market and to me the way that Terrell Edmonds played this year I think that he is going to have a pretty maybe not super strong market but I think it's going to be solid and I think that somebody else may pick him up before the Steelers can get him a or or the Steelers would even want to offer him a significant counter offer to keep him around so that's why I took Yusuf thinking that if the Steelers are able to bring Terrell Edmonds back, he can be a backup. If not, maybe he can contend for that starting strong safety job. But he he is someone who I think can complement Minka Fitzpatrick with both of their skill sets. Absolutely. I think that, that could be something there. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what the Steelers do at strong safety because if Edmonds isn't back, you want a guy who can be back there who can work with Minka Fitzpatrick, communicate, and also be physical up front so that Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't have to come up and do all the extra work that he was doing this past year. You want him back there being the X factor who can fly around and be the center fielding safety that he is. We're going to come back and talk about our Mock Draft Monday winner to see if you won. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right on that in the, in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs. Sure, football's done, but college basketball is ready to go because March Madness is here. Bracketology is done. You'll get all the latest odds, contests, player props, everything that you could bet on when it comes to that on betonline.net, the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline runs the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, whether it's hockey, whether, whether it's UFC, whether it's boxing baseball will be back back in action you'll get all the live betting available and you'll also be able to play your favorite vegas casino games head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at bet online where the game starts Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter, your host here with Brooke Pryor of ESPN. Brooke, we just went over your mock draft. Now, every week I go over lots and lots and lots of mock drafters, of people who uh, who, who, who submit, submit things and people saying, oh, this has to win, right? And listen, there's a lot of people who submit the same picks or similar picks. And there's also certain picks that I think vibe with what we're talking about during the show. Um, and part of what I've been talking about and what you've been talking about is them addressing other positions, not cornerback, you know, maybe waiting a little bit later on quarterback. But there's also a pick that this person had similar to you that I thought was actually very interesting and, and fits things in. So congratulations to this week's winner. Hold on as I switch the graphics here. Two. 
Jesse Saldivar. Jesse Saldivar, you are this week's Mock Draft Monday winner. You traded back and did some interesting moves here on the uh, the Draft Network's profile of uh, of mock drafting. Now, here's my thing also with different systems. Certain ones do acknowledge that the Steelers have a fourth-round comp pick. Certain ones don't. I don't think that the Draft Network does. I think that Pro Football Network and uh, PFF are the only ones that do. Uh, right now, so you'll you might there's some people that say, what about this pick or what about that pick? Hang on, we're 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 going to get to that. So uh, Jesse explains that when he traded back for the tw- the twentieth spot, he traded it back to a team that really wanted to get Jamison Williams, and in, in doing that, he got the thirty sixth pick of the draft, the sixty seventh pick of the draft, and the fourth rounder from the Giants next year. That's a pretty good haul, and that's something the Steelers should be looking at. Is if you're sitting there at twenty, and Brooke, I, I've talked about this a lot. If there's a lot of players that you have lined up, because at 20, they have they have so many needs. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know what, we need a center. And Tyler Linderbaum might, might not be there, but Zion Johnson might be there in, in a little bit. What if we trade back and get an extra second round pick or another pick as well and, and, and are able to still get that guy as well as address a couple extra positions? And that's what Jesse did. He traded back and got Zion Johnson. Now, Zion Johnson is the number two center prospect for my book of this class. No, he's not an official center. He's a guard who would transition to center. What's your thoughts on Zion Johnson, Brooke? Because to me, he tested amazing at the combine, and he's big. He's not Kendrick Green. He, he's, switching to, he's switching to center, but he's going to be able to battle with some bigger dudes. Yeah, I, I like it. Zion Johnson's a name that I've I've seen connected with the Steelers as someone that they could be interested in precisely because of that, because I think that we saw – the smaller center experiment didn't work great. So yeah, you want a bigger dude there. Um, I think that Zion Johnson, sure. I, I don't hate the, the trading uh, away your first to, to trade back and get Zion, get an extra pick. Um, sure. Why not? I say go for it. That, that, that's an interesting move. But then he matches you and gets Christian Harris. I like and- that. And great like minds. You, you, you great minds think alike. But I, I just I think Christian Harris just makes a ton of sense. And also, like you said, on top of the pedigree things, you, you like when a guy goes through Nick Saban's program and they're one of the like the main components. They're one of those guys, a linebacker, a, a, a safety. You know, they're a thinker of the game because they had to be to be in Nick, on Nick Saban's defense. You know, defensive linemen aren't always that. But like, you know, like Isaiah Bugs, but, you know, make Fitzpatrick. You know, showed why uh, there was stories upon stories from Nick Saban about what made him him. And Christian Harris is another guy. He's not making Fitzpatrick, but he was a guy that for a couple of years you could see. Okay, he's real, and they're depending on him to do a lot. If you can see them do it at that level, that's encouraging to see that he's going to do it at, at at the next level. And the Steelers do need a guy that's like Christian Harris, who's more of a thumper, more aggressive, but also still athletic enough to help around. Now, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Brooke. The Steelers could use help at wide receiver. Like you just said, Juju Smith-Schuster might not take a deal that they offer, and they may need to add to that to that field. Alec Pierce was a guy who no one was really talking about that much unless you were a fan of the Cincinnati Bearcats going into the combine. And then he comes in and absolutely lights it up, runs like a 4-3-3 in the 40-yard dash, looks really good in drills, ha- explodes in the vertical jump, looks good in the broad. He does all the different things that you want a receiver to do, and he's got height on him. He's going to be a, a, a taller, faster, leaner, go-up-and-get-the-football type of guy. Him with that second, second-round pick, that to me, it brings an interesting value. But again, you, you know, you're, people are thinking, well, what about cornerback? What about, what about this position? What about that position? Is is reaching for a receiver at this point in the draft, is that too much for the Steelers to do right now? You know, I don't think so, because not only 
could they lose Juju and probably will lose Juju, they are not going to re-sign James Washington. No. I would expect Ray Ray McLeod to hit free agency. Chase Claypool didn't develop the way that they wanted him to last year. Correct. Deontay Johnson is streaky. He can be a consistent number one, but we saw the way that he fell off uh, at the end of the year with the drops that were coming back to haunt him. I think that there is something to it. I mean, it's crazy to say because at the beginning of last season, it was, oh my gosh, the receiver position is the Steelers' most loaded, most stacked, most dependable position. But when you go through the list of the group entering this season, I mean, it's really going to be decimated by free agency. Um, So no, I I don't think that it's a reach. And I think that that is a good value pick uh, for them to get there. It's kind of one of those sneaky needs that I don't know that we're all thinking about that they need, but if you can get a guy like that, that is a well-rounded receiver that can be explosive, that can gulp and get the ball, but like you said, also has size, speed. That's someone that I think, yeah, if you have that extra second-round pick, absolutely use it on him. That's certainly something to, to, you know that, that I've been wondering is if they can go get that guy. Another guy like is Christian Watson. You know the way he tested running his forty and the, the routes that he puts on. I, I do think, and we've seen the Steelers do this before. Nobody was was thinking Chase Claypool when they picked him in the second round. Everyone was thinking, oh, get a running back. Oh, get this position, that position, and they went and got him. And the Steelers have been known for reaching up to do that. Now, granted, they were doing that in the era of Ben Roethlisberger. That's what I'll be really interested to see is how much do they do it? Do they do this? when they know the quarterback situation isn't going to be the same as years before. Now, filling out the rest of the roster here, uh, Leon O'Neal Jr., safety out of Texas A&M in, in the uh, fourth, in the third round here, excuse me. Um, and then some other interesting picks around the board. John Ridgway, defensive tackle out of Arkansas. Uh, Logan Brooks, out of uh, offensive tackle out of Wisconsin. And then, of course, Connor Hayward, uh, the H-back out of Michigan State. Now, I must say, Brooke, you completely failed in your in your mock draft because you just passed over Connor Hayward. I don't know how I'm, you can even do that. I, I, Cam, I'm, tell I'm Cam so that. sorry. I'm don't telling Cam. don't hold it Cam. against me. Here, Here's the thing. I also, I mean, do you really, does Mike Tomlin really want to put himself in a position where he says, I value the Hayward brothers more than the Watt brothers? Because if you draft Connor Hayward, you're Probably not paying Derek, Derek Watt. Yeah. And why would you get rid of the brother of the defensive player of the year? I mean, that's that a, is, a good question. It's a good question. I, I know I know that Derek Watt is not the defensive player of the year, but he was also a special teams captain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they have let a special teams captain walk in free agency uh, with uh, Tyler Matikiewicz just a couple years ago. So it's not unprecedented. I don't, Derek Watt's not a free agent, but still, I, what you, I don't know. He, Mike Tomlin loves brothers, but you can't like oversaturate yourself in brothers. It's going to be one or the other. And I, I don't know. Do you want to keep I'm, TJ happy or do you want to keep Cam happy? Don't I'm split t- up the Watt family. Oh, I'm, I'm telling. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm when we get when we see Cam at our next availability, I'll be like, yo, yo, Cam. Brooke don't like your brother. He thinks he thinks that he's too much to have around the locker room. Even though you said I none of those ne- things. <laughs> Even though I said none of those things. Check the tape. Check the tape. I well, would love to have more. The more Haywards, the better. The more Haywards, the better. Hey, the 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 one that they got is doing pretty well, and I like Connor Hayward. Even outside of the the you know this the funny joke of him being a guy, he was very physical at Michigan State. He's he, he, also I don't think he has to be a running back, Brooke. He can be that third tight end, that sort of H back guy, like how they used to try to use David Johnson as a fullback slash tight end. Um, and 
he's a really good athlete. I've seen him make some impressive catches. He did one at the Peach Bowl that I was covering when they played Pitt. Um, and he also is a really good blocker. He's physical. He goes out and he trucks people. I think he's one of those guys that could be a utility guy. They move around and also might even say, you know what? With with the way Gentry stepped up behind Fryermuth, maybe you don't have to go get another tight end this year. Maybe you could just kind of wait and just be like, you know what? This is where we're rocking with those two guys and we'll, we'll train Connor Haywood to be a third. That's why I think he could fit in there. Um, but Lots of different approaches they could have. Either way, the Steelers have a lot of questions that they need answered. And when 4 p.m. hits Monday and teams start to make their moves and we start to see all these announcements flying out, what Brooke and I are telling you, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brooke, Brooke and I are telling you, don't be tripping if the Steelers ain't part of that list of first per, first teams you hear about. And especially, uh, you know, with Deshaun Watson in that situation, I even talked about this with uh, with with, uh, with Sean King, and he and I conversed. I, I brought him on the show last Thursday because he was the per- the first person to say to, to connect Steelers and Deshaun Watson, you know, in in public media. But in doing that, there was also an acknowledgement that, like, like he, like I was texting him afterwards. He was like, "Hey, he's like, do you think people think that I'm saying he's going to get signed Friday? Because I'm not. All I'm saying is that." In a, in a week or two, that might play that that there's there are there are things in play that are going to make that play out, and that that's why he's sticking with his prediction. Before we let you go, Brooke, I do want to get your thoughts on the Deshaun Watson situation. Well, there are so many different yeah. there's uh, a lot of, layers. I, I realize. Let me let me just take a deep a lot. sigh. Yeah, right. <laughs> One last thing, Deshaun Watson. Thirty seconds. Thirty. Seconds. Um, no, I. First of all, let's be clear. Just because the grand jury decided not to pursue criminal charges does not mean that what the women are alleging isn't true, that mm-hmm. he was not involved in some kind of sexual assault, anything Very true. like that. that. That's not what that means. That just means that the grand jury didn't see enough to pursue criminal charges. So we're not going to come out with Deshaun Watson is exonerated. He never did anything wrong. The truth is out there. That's, that's not what that is. That aside, and I hate to put that aside because that's something that should be talked about a lot with him the rest of his career. I, I think that that's something that, that should be mentioned. Foot from a football only perspective, I don't think he's coming to Pittsburgh for the same reason that I didn't think Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or any of these top tier quarterbacks that you could trade for or sign in free agency. I didn't think we're coming to Pittsburgh because it's it's so far out of their MO. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson has still has massive cap hits. You'd have to give up a significant amount of draft capital to get him. Maybe not as much as Aaron Rodgers if he if he had moved. But it goes back to the same problem as before. If you go all in for Deshaun Watson, who blocks for him? Mm. You go all in for him, like Who's playing defense on the other side? Who is going to prevent Amari Cooper from catching the football, you know, the two times a game that Baker Mayfield gets it to him accurately? Yeah, I was going to say Baker Mayfield prevents him from getting the football. Baker, yeah, mm, which Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback <laughs> there, 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 from happening? You know, who stops the run at the middle linebacker spot, at the inside linebacker spot? Right. So, no, Deshaun Watson is not coming to Pittsburgh. There's always the chance for me to say, well, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I'm wrong about that. And I'm not going to say, like, I'll eat a box score if I'm wrong or any, like, thing <laughs> crazy like that. But I, it's not, it's, I, no, I'm going to drink coffee if I'm right. I'm going to drink coffee if I'm wrong. Like, I don't know. Um, Brooke will do a shot the next time that we that we hang out. That'll that 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 that's your bet. Oh man, what a bold, <laughs> what a bold prediction. Uh, yeah, I, that I can do. Um, 
yeah, it's it's not gonna happen. So okay. don't uh, that that's, that that's that, that is thin. <laughs> that's 30. why that's why I that's why I wanted to put it at the end because I didn't think it was worth too much to talk about. I still You're someone right. asked me like Chris, what do you think of percentage? And I'm like, I'm saying one percent. And someone said, Wow, I had a two percent. And I was like, See, I I think it half as likely as you do. Uh, but point being. That don't expect the big sweeping moves. That's what we're trying to prepare you for. But don't count the Steelers out as being a player for some impo- important players they could add to their roster. They will be in the in those in those conversations. They just won't be the first teams that come up. So don't hit panic button, Steelers fans. Wait for Kevin Colbert in the front office to make their move. Brooke, th- thanks so much for joining us here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let me know we can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Uh, on Twitter at be prior and. On the internet at uh, ESPN.com under the NFL tab. And then you go to Steelers and everything I write will be right there. Absolutely. She does a, a great job. ESPN is a great resource. Go check them out at ESPN and see all of Brooks' work. As she's also giving you insight on how she thinks things will play out, not just in free agency, but with the NFL draft. So do all those things at ESPN. Thanks, Brooke, for making time. Thank you, dear listeners and viewers, for checking out the Locked On Steelers podcast for another episode here on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or YouTube. Thanks for thanks for checking us out. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our daily content. If you want to help us out, leave us a five-star review with an Apple podcast or on Apple podcast with a positive comment do both at the same time you get a shout out at the end of the show like this person eric wigginson who gave us a five-star review says i love waking up every day and listening to great chris to the great chris carter talk about talking about my pittsburgh steelers i live in detroit michigan but have family roots in pittsburgh believe it or not it's hard to find steelers fans in my area as everyone here is a diehard lions fan wow that's pain um i i would love to hear more about who the steelers are are interested in free agency in the nfl draft well that was the old bust of love this show eric so i hope you enjoyed that this is the most exciting draft that i can remember and counting and i have counting down to the day the days to the draft day i would love to come on the show and talk steelers football hey hey chill, chill out eric we, we, we got a lot of guests that we got lining up thank you for that and to talk to this football he said i'm a sports management major and have dreams of working in the nfl one day keep up the good work eric we thank you and hey you you keep up the good work if you're studying right now eric you can you can get there and get in the positions. We know several people that, that did that in college and are working in the NFL right now. We have several other five-star reviews we'll get through the rest of the week. Thanks again to Brooke for coming on. Thank you all for checking us out. Be back tomorrow with Wes Euler talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers on the Locked On Steelers podcast.